Welcome, 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 welcome to the inaugural episode of Two Guys Sitting in a Closet. I am your host, Max and Ives. I am joined, as always, because this is the only time, with my co-host, Tyler Velez. I am super excited to be in this closet and be a participant on the podcast that provides the most podcasts per square foot. We're just two guys sitting in a closet. Uh, it's not innuendo. It's it's not about our sexuality or anything. I mean, maybe we'll end up making out at the end of this, but like that's not really what the podcast is about. We're just talking about whatever we want. Yeah, absolutely. You know, anything that comes to our mind. And I mean, I'm not going to take any cards off the table. Maybe we'll never record a podcast to that after today. We'll, yeah, we'll find uh, out. one can only hope, really. <laughs> Save the world of that. <laughs> um Anyway, the, the way we want to work this is today, uh, me, Max, I have a topic in mind and I'm just kind of springing it on Tyler and the next time he is going to bring his own topic and spring it on me and we're just going to hope for the best. So today's topic is um, something that comes from a psychological study. In, in the psychological experiment, they had two strangers uh, meet each other and ask each other 36 questions. And basically, they were trying to see if they could establish closeness between them. Now, Tyler and I have known each other for like 13 years, I think, something like that. A really long time. Yeah, I mean, it's not, oh my God, I'm going to die one day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, everyone is, really. Oh my God. Yeah, we, uh, we know each other pretty well. But I think some of these questions are things that we haven't talked about. I, I have actually used these on a couple of first dates. Or second dates. They've, and how did they go? I mean, like, I'm single. Yeah, that doesn't sound too promising. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like, I did get to know people really well. That's always good. Small talk is no fun. And that's what we're doing right now. We're doing small talk. Let's jump into this shit. You ready? Yeah. This is in, uh, I think, th- three different sets. And, like, each set gets a little more intense. personal and intense. But given the choice of anyone in the world... Whom would you want as a dinner guest? Anyone in the world, like, that's alive. We can say living or dead. Living or dead? Yeah, if you want to resurrect someone. They might be freaked out the entire dinner because they're alive, but... Yeah, especially if they're from, like, a long time ago. I feel like that would just destroy effective communication. Yeah, they would just be like, what the hell is that? You're like, that's a car. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I would I would sit down with Obama and have a nice classy dinner. What would you and, s- Yeah, go ahead. What would you serve? What would I serve? I I wouldn't cook for Obama. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm okay in the sense that like I know how to use a microwave and the stove, but he's had the White House chef for a while, so I I would definitely have a nice meal with Obama and just talk about life. I would uh invite my brother because I don't get to see him that often and he would probably have to bring his kids and then I would get to see his kids. So I'm really cheating by having more people for dinner. Um, oh. But he he lives like eight hours away. And what am I going to do? Drive to fucking Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not right. <laughs> so I'd, I'd have him as my magical dinner guest and he could just appear. Question number two. Would you like to be famous? And in what way, if so? No, I... 
I wouldn't want to be famous. What about some middling podcast success? So some middling podcast success would be okay. And then also like if I did like a lot of good works during my life and I was like posthumously known for that, I would be okay. But in terms of like being famous, like no, I just I just want to be happy and enjoy this life that I get. I I think I would like niche fame such as such as a podcast or just something like not like world famous but like famous in the way that you've made something and you're at the grocery store one day and like a person comes up it's like hey i like the thing that you make you're like thanks man i'm gonna go buy my groceries they're like sweet that's about it yeah it's good to want to make people happy you know i don't i don't want to be i don't want to be mobbed every time i go out but i wouldn't i wouldn't mind like once a month someone's like Keep keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sounds like, you know, we could just make a lot of friends and have that as well. You know, I feel like if you're just outgoing in the place Tyler, that you are. Tyler, I need the parasocial relationships. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna have to cultivate a relationship with someone. You just you just want someone to like love you. Yes. <laughs> unconditionally <laughs> yeah like without actually having a relationship with you exactly <laughs> now you understand fame fame is a curious thing all right um before you make a phone call do you ever rehearse what you're gonna say never i i don't even rehearse what i'm gonna say before presentations why <laughs> because i don't need to do that i've never needed to do that and i just don't it doesn't help me it shows <laughs> <laughs> well it certainly doesn't help me so no i i i 100 percent rehearse what i'm gonna say in a phone call i hate phone calls they're just harder when you don't have i think that's just my own internal anxiety but like you can't see the other person so i will play like three different scenarios of what's gonna happen in my head and then it never happens exactly what i thought and i get thrown off um but i like phone calls I, I don't know why i'm so anxious i en actually enjoy phone calls see i don't like phone calls like for me, phone calls should be like strictly for utility purposes. Like call me when you're here, call me if you need help, like call me about something. But like in terms of like just talking, like it it's hard for me to have the same connection. <laughs> your foot, your, <laughs> is your foot falling asleep? Yeah. I was like leaning on it hardcore. I mean, we're in a closet. Yeah. So like. You're actually in a closet. Like that's not just a joke. <laughs> yeah. So like this, I'm sorry, but like things like my foot falling asleep are just going to happen. I'm sorry that it's not like strictly podcast material. No, it, it, it wouldn't work unless we were uncomfortable. Like we just have to be uncomfortable. <laughs> I know. Like you, they can't see me right now, but I'm flexing my back while pulling my leg and then tilting my head towards the microphone. And I, I look ridiculous. He does, but I, he just usually does. Um, it's okay. not a lie. Number four, what would constitute a perfect day for you? A perfect day. Um, this is a really cheesy one for me, but like a perfect day would be seeing like every single other person that I see like in my family happy and like not being tired and enjoying the peace of life. That's that's pretty good. You're, you're kind of like taking it from an internal perspective. I always view this question as 
more external, like what would you do? So I'll answer it that way just to give some variety because obviously like a perfect day seeing everyone, that's not fair. And I'm not just going to say same. I, <laughs> I love like a perfect day for me is just, I feel like chilling with like a group of friends who all like each other and you're just hanging out, talking, maybe sitting in a closet. And what really signifies that for me is when I'm just like, please don't leave. Like I'm having such a good time. Like I don't want this to end basically. I love that feeling. Like It's just, and you really, you get that when you have like, three friends together and you're just like clicking everything's going i think that's that's my perfect day either that or like ice cream i was actually just thinking in my head like if i eat chocolate cake on any given day i don't really know if i can call it a bad day (laughs) (laughs) when did you last sing to yourself this morning what did you sing um it was a song by Lil Uzi Vert, and I was going, I was singing it on the way to Starbucks. Um, and then the second part of this question is really easy to answer because it's we have both the same one to someone else. <laughs> oh, to someone else? Yeah, when did you last sing to someone else? I I know the answer. You were sitting here in this uh, spot. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I, I, I just sang the theme song for this podcast, which, by the way... I, I know that I sound terrible, so like that's kind of the joke. Oh just, yeah, just so people don't expect anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm setting the bar low. I'm playing it in the beginning though, so it's too late. Yeah, no, but I I just want people to know that I know that I suck. Um, well, obviously, I last sang to you, just showing you how this the thing sounded. Certainly. Um, to myself, I sing to myself all the time. I was, uh, I guess, the last time would probably be i was playing piano a couple hours ago and just making up a song (laughs) um in case anyone doesn't know i'm a musician i i wrote the theme song unless it's bad in which case i um stole it from the internet as a joke it was a goof (laughs) (laughs) if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life which would you want this one seems obvious to me at first, and then like I'll think about. Wait, so I'm either living till age ninety, or I retain the body of a thirty-year-old for sixty years. No, you live to ninety. Yeah. You either got a thirty-year-old's body as like ninety, or you have a ninety-year-old body with a thirty-year-old mind. I don't want to stop my mind. Yeah, I feel like that's why that, that's why this one's kind of obvious until you're like, well, what if, you know, dementia or something like that. Like, having the 30-year-old mind, you know that you're not going to start forgetting things. Yeah, and maybe if you have a younger... Well, are you guaranteed to only live till 90? Because maybe if you have a younger mind, you can, like, I don't know, have, like, a better immune system. I'm not a doctor, so that was <laughs> that that probably sounds incredibly dumb. No, I, I just... I think it's obvious that you want to have a 30-year-old body. Like, Yeah, no, because, I mean, the body is, like... And you want your mind to continue to grow, and you've got a body that you can keep using. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I could actually see more health benefits from having a younger body and letting your mind age. This next question, do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? <laughs> oh, wow. I I don't have a particular hunch. I think that there's way too many ways to die to try to too worry many. about. It's too many ways to die. Yeah, they're d- d- about trying to worry about which one is gonna get you because if something doesn't then something else will so 
I think I'm going to get in a car accident and die. Okay. <laughs> Is that based off like statistics or? Yeah, partially. Also, like every time I get in a car, I just like accept that I'm going to die. Okay. They're, they're really dangerous. The more you think about them, you're like, why, why are we doing this? They have enhanced safety features nowadays. And people still die. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's, uh, yeah, but I've come to peace with it. I'm really hoping that I'll make it and then all the cars will be self-driving and we won't have accidents anymore, but that would be even worse if my self-driving car is like, you got to update and then I don't update and it's like, jumps off a bridge because it was confused. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's always risks to everything. Like I said, there, there's a million variables in the equation, so it doesn't really do any justice to try to pinpoint it because this is like for strangers basically it's one of these is name three things that you and your partner appear to have in common and i feel like it asks this a few times and like you're supposed to get like a little more deep but um i could start if you want go ahead um we're both sitting in a closet whoa we both like we both well the reason i said is we both doing we both enjoy doing like dumb ridiculous stuff just like let's make a podcast in a closet and uh, um, I think we also both are creative individuals that we like to create things. Um, and I think that we easily get along because we have similar senses of humor. Definitely. Those were great things. Um, I would say, I mean, just because I know you so well, we both like Avatar The Last Airbender, Hell but yeah. not the movie. I haven't seen it. Not the movie. Yeah, you are so lucky that you haven't seen it. I'm going to trash this luck. movie. <laughs> yeah, but but we both like the show. I would say that um we both have the same uh kind of creative energy that I feel like I feed off Max's energy a lot when we get together. So it it sort of amplifies the creativity that we can bring to the room, and I really enjoy that. Certainly enjoy. That. And then a third thing yeah, I know. I took all the good ones, didn't I? Yeah, no, you took you took great you took great ones. Um, but I would say that like we both enjoy walking on the beach. And it's not so much like the fact that we're just walking on a beach and like the scenery is nice. It's the fact that we're the kind of friends that can walk on the beach and forget how many miles we've gone and how long we've been out there. I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number nine. For what in your life do you feel most grateful for? I would say my friends and family have been supportive and loving. And honestly, it's like the most rewarding thing in life to me. I think, yeah, I think I've been incredibly fortunate with my family and, and how they raised me. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't ever a struggle. I had, I had like a pretty good childhood, I think. Um, obviously it wasn't perfect and nothing is, but I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that they, they were there and they were around. And also you was fine, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of race, if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? That's a super easy question for me. I would change um, to be raised to eat healthier. Oh, that's really good. I I think I have something similar. 
Um, which I don't know if it would have worked, but I would have, it would have been awesome if my parents like forced me to get good at something like when I was really young. Um, cause I, I really enjoy playing music now, but I can't imagine, you know, if my mom was like, you're two years old now, it's time to get on the piano, become a God. And I'd be like, I hate you, mom. Why did you do this to me? But like secretly it would have been great to be like, just so good at piano. I can't blame them for that. Like you probably don't want to force kids to do things. Which is why I'd be a bad parent because I would live vicariously through them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's a that's a really good thing to bring up because that's like a deep ethical question that really reveals if you think the ends justify the means because like is the act of forcing a child and grooming them to do something inherently wrong or is the reward of them being just absolutely phenomenal at it outweigh what you have to put them through especially if they don't want to do it so i've i've thought about this i don't i don't know if i'll ever have kids i mean i'm still young i'm at the point where i could go either way i'm sure that it'll change eventually i'll come to a definite opinion um but i if i did i would try to like work with them on different skills that i think might be enjoyable in the future and if there's one that they particularly pick up on they actually enjoy i would try to focus on that um i would also try to teach them to have perfect pitch <laughs> because you really can only teach a child uh, to like you play the a note on a piano and then you're like this is a and you do that over and over until they can like hear the pitch of it and they know it's a which would make them it's just useful for music and hopefully they like music but yeah it's that is it is tough if you're like no i'm gonna force you to be the best athlete ever because i wasn't a good athlete so you're gonna be a good athlete um, I don't know. I think, like I, like I said, I would try like, okay, we're going to try piano. We're going to see if you like piano. We're going to see if you like drums. Uh, we're going to see if you like soccer. We're going to see if you like karate. And like, when we find what we like, you're going to be a prodigy at it. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Cause your father's a failure. So you're going to be good. You're, we're going to do podcasting. You got it. <laughs> um, okay. Number 11. Ooh, this one you have to time. Oh, this is okay. Oh geez. Let's I'm not gonna time this, but it does say take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Wow. Take as much time as you want. Or as little. Should I go first? Do you wanna go first? Yeah. This is gonna be recorded forever. Uh, why not? <laughs> I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna be as objective as possible. Okay. Okay, so you don't have to give any revealing personal information like birthdays and stuff. If you don't yeah, want. yeah. Um, I'm 22, so I was born when I was born, <laughs> and um, I was living in the city of Philadelphia when I was born with my mother and father for about two or three years before they got divorced, and then I. Still lived in Philadelphia until my mother met my stepfather when I was a young kid, maybe like seven. A lad. Eight. Yeah, a young, a young lad. And I moved outside of the city to the suburbs and um, sort of adjusted to the changes that came with that. 
And at first I still went to school in Philadelphia um, for continuity's sake. And then when I transitioned um, to going to school in the suburbs, actually the first person that really befriended me was Max. Really? Um, Wasn't it Nick? (laughs) Nick was like in charge of like showing me around and stuff. And I would say that I became closer to Nick quicker than I be- probably became closer to you. Because I was I was friends with him too. Yeah. I think he was the link. I think he linked us, but I feel like at school specifically, my memories of like hanging out with you are what I remember in terms of like the first person that I felt comfortable with like following around school like <laughs> i was the only one who called you tyler too everyone called you like nacho because yeah, it, it, it was it was different times back then <laughs> um so you know that that just is what it is and that that's also like adjusting stuff because like one of the funny things about adjusting in the suburbs was like I never thought about the fact that I wasn't white until I moved to the suburbs. And part of that was just a fact of like the fact that in the city I was surrounded by like so many diverse people. I thought you were just tan. Yeah. Some, (laughs) some people, I I mean, I, I honestly have gotten um, every, every single race and then also have gotten like people who know exactly where I'm from. Or what nationality I am. Which is Philadelphia. It's the race of Philadelphian. <laughs> yes, we're we're a very special breed. No, I'm I'm sure you can well actually you probably can't pick it up from the fact that people call them Nacho because he actually he's not Mexican. <laughs> I'm no, yeah, I'm I'm not Mexican, by the way. This this racism transcends like like direct a direct <laughs> line of logic. <laughs> we were in the fourth grade, all right. <laughs> yeah, we were. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> well, I did. I wanted to hear my own voice. It got kind of boring when I wasn't talking. That happens sometimes. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so um, I transitioned to the suburbs, and um, yeah, Max was my first friend at school. Um, the person that I met before I went to school in the suburbs, um, Thomas, was also from Philadelphia. So we really connected about moving to the suburbs, and that was good. And then basically just stayed in the school system. Um all the way up until I graduated, and then I went to um, Temple University, located in the city of Philadelphia. Um, I studied like technology, information systems, and computer science. And now I just work a job in that field and make podcasts and closets with my friends. I, I think that that's enough of a story to get you where would, you need to be. I would mention your girlfriend in case she listens to this. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was I was actually on the fence about mentioning her because like I know that I want to and she's a huge part of my life, but also like part of me feels like she doesn't probably want me to talk about her on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You don't and, have to like give details. I'm no, just but, assuming she probably wants you to like No, but if I start talking about her, then I'm gonna just like not stop because I, I really enjoy talking anyway, about her. Anyway, um stuff. sorry. Tyler has a girlfriend. That's part of his life. Don't worry, in case you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice save saying that you would take over the podcast if you mentioned her. That's good. I mean, it's not a save. It's kind of just like Sometimes the truth is a save. Yeah, no, she she's a great person to talk about. She's got a lot going on. But we won't. But yeah. 
We'll wow. invite her for two guys plus a girl in the closet. Yeah, we the can. Spinoff show. <laughs> we can in, we can invite her. It would be a There's funny. No room. <laughs> it would be like a funny running joke if we actually like formally emailed her, like inviting <laughs> her, like for a time slot, like every week, because she she'll nonstop say no. I'm I'm sure. <laughs> People will be like, "Why is it named two guys and a girl in the closet?" There's only two voices. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can have her call in one time. Oh, that's good. But then she has to be in a closet when she calls. Absolutely. Damn right she does. I guess I got to talk about my life. I wasn't born in Philly, but outside where the suburbs are, where Tyler ended up being. Funnily enough, my family actually moved to Colorado for a few years and then made our way back here right before school started. So I've basically grown up here. I don't really remember much of Colorado. So I went to the same school as Tyler for a few years. Well, before he actually came and then he came and I continued going to that school. I know it's super interesting. I can't. I honestly don't really remember like us being friends at all. Like, wow. <laughs> no, no, I remember us being friends, but like, if you ask me to pick out specific memories, I won't have much. <laughs> um, and then in middle school, Tyler and I actually started a YouTube channel, <laughs> which he neglected to mention. Yeah, I definitely that was intentional. So this this like whole creating media runs deep. Creating bad media, I might add. Yeah, creating like shitty quality content that we are going to eventually post to the internet has been our thing for a long time. Or not post it. We'll see. Or not post it. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I started playing music around the same time as I was. I was creating videos, and I was doing pretty well in school. I, um, really, just working on a lot of creative things, and continued doing that throughout high school. I dated someone starting junior year for like four years so that was pretty formative and you know it was a tough first breakup and I think it still has ramifications on my own life but that's not important (laughs) um and then you know using all this creativity I decided to go to school for fucking business I don't I don't know what I was doing (laughs) (laughs) um I went to Northeastern University in in Boston so um Tyler and I you know I won't say drifted apart we were still friends but Definitely didn't have as much or as strong of a relationship. Unfortunately, studied at school. I Again, I did pretty well. I, I mean, I'm not trying to brag. I, I honestly didn't try that hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> about three years in, I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> but I just went ahead and got a degree. I'm at a point in my life now where I'm not exactly sure where I'm going next. But I'm hoping that I'll figure it out. Um, I, right after graduation, I moved to Australia and then, um, there was, I don't know, I don't know if anyone's heard about it. There was like a, a slight pandemic that happens. Yeah. So I ended up, <laughs> I ended up coming home, I ended up coming home from that trip early and I've been just kind of trying to figure out, you know, what, what my next step is and at my parents' house, which is what brought on this whole stupid podcast idea. Um, I'm missing a ton of things and I could have spent probably four minutes talking about it, but I didn't. And now I'm super self-conscious that, like, what is my life? <laughs> Tyler, you're supposed to add funny commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you you had me, uh, like, a little bit captivated, you know? I was, like, into your life. It's interesting that you don't remember a lot of stuff from childhood, though, because I have, like, 
vivid memories of stuff that most certainly doesn't matter and i'm like does this like clog my hard drive from like other <laughs> memories like yes <laughs> well i can't remember much of anything no i remember we used to play like reverse tag where everyone would chase you and you have to like tackle the person and then you get in trouble <laughs> i do remember that and i like i have pretty vivid memories of um i'm not gonna say the youtube name but um, yeah making our youtube channel definitely um mostly just being like tyler we got to do this and you're like yeah but what if i like threw myself on the ground and just like squirmed <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah that's a good idea let's film that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i definitely think uh we didn't put enough thought into what we were doing we were kids we were kids all right uh 12 if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability what would it be hmm that's a hard one for me. I would say um, it would be to be able to speak to anyone that has ever lived, if that's an ability, like to speak to people that have passed away. Oh, you want to talk to ghosts? A little bit. So like you, you just want to be a medium? So not exactly like a medium because I'm not even necessarily saying like ghosts are real. And they're people that you can bump into and you just don't have the ability to speak to them. I'm saying like, I would have the ability to call upon any person that's passed away to speak to them and be able to speak to them on demand like that. So a medium. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works, honestly. Okay, so if we're going supernatural... And I'd, I'd want to teleport. <laughs> Teleporting is so broken. That's, yeah, we're going supernatural. If we're going, like, a little more in the realm of possibilities, I wouldn't even say waking up, like, knowing every language, but waking up with, like, the ability to learn languages really easily. Just, like, I would put the work in if I could just, like, learn a language in a couple weeks. Just being able to communicate with, you know, billions of more people. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. I would say if we're going along the lines of, like, something subtle, I would say more for me would be, like, speed and endurance. That's not ridiculous. Like, I'm not the Flash, like, running around, like, incredibly like fast. Not even, not even, like, still not human. Like, I would say, like, being able to run maybe, like, 40 to 50 and having Jesus. incredible endurance, <laughs> but not being like a flash of light that's going by. <laughs> You're still going supernatural, but yeah, no, I cool. <laughs> that would be cool. I'd rather teleport than I never have to move again. I don't think it's as fast as you think that it is, because if if like a fast person can run twenty, someone <laughs> running twice as fast isn't that crazy. It's pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah but you need like Dude, reinforced if joys if you tripped you would just like die that's true that's true but also like your body would obviously i'm asking for yeah physical accommodation which is why i'm saying it's still pretty supernatural all right all right all right all right it no, is it's fine it is supernatural it's supernatural okay, what about just like an ability oh i got one i got a great one um if i could wake up with an actual ability that's like totally fine it would probably be to either be the best skateboarder in the world or to be like the best um like chess player or rugby player just something that i'm into being really like 
exceptionally better at it than I am. Like best podcaster. It's it's in the it's in the top like seven of things I might do first, maybe. <laughs> All right, <laughs> um, we're on set two now, number thirteen. Lucky number thirteen. Oh if, gosh! If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Um, yeah, having done this, you would think that I would have answers prepared. <laughs> I would ask the crystal ball at the end of my life, will I have made the world a better place? Because that's one thing that I always think about. And like, yeah, that's it. What happens if it says no? If it says no, I'm chucking that shit at the ground. <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to say my answer and I think it might change yours instead of asking a question that's like predetermined like will i have done this my question is what can i do to be the most happy i could be which is why i think you should ask how can i have the best impact on the world oh wow all right there you go wow you have the deep questions well again i've gone through these before <laughs> yeah no that's fair and i think that that's what i was getting at yeah because, I mean, like, everyone has a plan in their head and anxiety about what's going to happen in the future. So it's really just was a way of me trying to feel less anxious about dying before I'm able to improve the world in some way. Yeah, but that's why if you can be like, now I know exactly what I need to do, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, number 14. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it yet? You know what's funny? Yesterday, I think my answer would have been doing a podcast. No way, really. I've I've thought about it, you know, this year at least, a little bit more too. But I've always thought it'd be fun, just like the process of sitting and and getting to talk. <laughs> yeah, that would certainly be fun. Um, I think the reason I haven't done it is I've tried to do a, some stuff alone, but it's just not as fun. <laughs> Definitely. Let me, let me think of a real answer. Well, you can answer while I'm thinking. I've definitely always wanted to go to Barcelona um, as like a skateboarder. Barcelona is known as like like the mecca of skateboarding cities. So like it would be really great to go there. I haven't yet because um, I made an extremely low amount of income while I was in school and I just recently negative. graduated and got a job. Yeah, quite literally negative income. But yeah, I'm working on paying my debt and um, just being stable and happy before I think about spending what I'm making. So, I mean, it's it's a boring answer, but I'll get there one day. I think I've always wanted to audition for something. I haven't because I'm scared and I don't know how. <laughs> I auditioned for something when I was like three. I think I remember you talking about this. Yeah, I'm on the movie poster. I had one like scene that I'm pretty sure that they edited out. <laughs> but like I still made the movie poster. And this was when I lived in Philly. So, you were um, a cute kid. Yeah, no, I was like so little. And um, when I auditioned for this movie, I waited in line for three hours. like, And then... My sister went there to audition. I didn't even go there to audition. But the fact that I was with them, they actually ended up casting both of us. And um, the movie went nowhere. Um, I did I did squirt a bottle of ketchup all over someone. Nice. And, oh, the premise, of course. Um, 
So this was located in Philly, and um, the entire premise was like, I'm trying to describe it. It was kind of like a spinoff of The Little Rascals, but more like city. So it was like the whole crew was like black and Hispanic kids, basically. And it was called Lil Homies. Um, do you remember if the director was white? I don't know, but I would, I mean, my, my initial, my initial thought would be hell no. (laughs) I would say, I would say hell no. Otherwise, like that, that, that's kind of sus. It wouldn't surprise me. (laughs) (laughs) Now that would not, if, if the writers, if the writers were white, if the writers were white and the director was white, that would, that would be something else. Um, that would certainly be something. Dear else. listeners, can you can you research this for us? <laughs> Good luck, dude. This thing went like it was not a missile that was launched even <laughs> towards the sky. The missile successfully launched, but it was towards the ground, so it like buried itself, and this it doesn't exist. No, and you also you're also in like the high school play when you're in elementary school, weren't you? Oh yeah, that that's funny because I actually like my sister again was in the play but they needed a kid role and she ended up just being like a background person with no lines and i ended up having a duet in french (laughs) with like a choreographed dance um in front of like 1500 people when i was like eight or nine but that was that was a good time yes this is the same guy who uh recorded the theme song or at least half of it (laughs) I, I had major voice issues, so we, we had to do a lot of exercises for me to get it on for me to get it on point, but that's what acting is about. You gotta put in that work to reap the reward of being mediocre for like thirty five seconds. Yeah, I actually definitely think there was a future in your life where you could have became an actor. I definitely think that that would have been a really um if the fun YouTube, path for if the me. YouTube thing took off. It it could have taken off, but we just weren't ready. No. Anyway, I hopefully one day we'll audition for something. I don't even have to get paid. I don't even have to get the part. I just need to like. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I go I, for it. Yeah, I just need to figure out how. Uh, Fifteen. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Graduating college and um, getting my girlfriend to like me. I think for me, my greatest accomplishment might be releasing an album. Not because I think it's anything spectacular um it's just took a lot of work and focus and i'm just like proud that i was able by myself to do a thing like with it really without much help at all um that i was able to put together something no matter like what the quality of it is it's just like i'm proud of myself for doing it yeah it's a great project i listened to the album it's amazing well, which one the one that you sent me like i think it was was it last summer when you came yeah. out with it? No, I came out with it in November. That was my most recent. It, that one's better. The first, the first one I did, which is kind of hidden, and I don't publicize it. Didn't you show me songs from it, but not the whole album? Maybe I don't know. Doesn't I think, it? Doesn't I think, matter. I think you did. It, it really doesn't matter. Anyway, the point is that I made it. Even yeah. if I didn't release it, I would have been proud of it. But I did release it. What do you value most in a friendship? chemistry and compatibility i really enjoy someone that i feed off their energy that's it um okay what do i value most in a friendship loyalty not like undying loyalty like i'm a king and my (laughs) friends are on my subject but just like someone who's got your back you know 
that yeah that's huge um and like we'll help you out when times are tough and when times are good yeah but i think maybe the maybe the chemistry and and just like good banter is i probably value more (laughs) (laughs) what is your most treasured memory oh jesus this is hard to explain i did a um you know you know what i the odyssey of mind you can look it up listeners but i won a my team it wasn't just me my team won like a special creativity award we won this award for being just like so creative at the world competition and just like the joy and pride that myself and all the teammates like we all felt just looking back like i can't help but smile and i think you know that was just like a really key moment and and it was just like we put a lot of hard work into this thing, which it's difficult to explain what it was. So I'm not going to, but the important thing is I won a thing and I was very happy and thinking back to that memory is treasured. (laughs) For me, it would probably be, I have two answers for this. So like my most treasured memory of recent is definitely, um, the first kiss that I had with my girlfriend was, it's up there. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And then I want to reach back and say that another really treasured memory that I have is, um, a memory of when I was like really little and I was at Puerto Rico, um, building sand castles on the beach with my grandfather. That sounds really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really tough to pick a treasure memory. <laughs> yeah. It's like... It's like, what what kind of thing do you most treasure? And, and it really depends on my mood, I think, what memory I treasure the most. But are you ready for it to get... This is, I think, the turning point where it starts getting less funny and just deep. Yeah, one more thing, though. Yeah, I completely 100% agree with what you said about the treasured memories because those memories are super duper treasured, but also like I can also get pure satisfaction out of certain memories of like biting a piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> like it's, it's very subjective okay. to the mood. Like I said, I've known you like 13 years and I've never known that you like chocolate cake this much, but it's, you brought it up twice. It's been like fairly recent, like definitely developed it in college. And now I'm like... Like it's bad. I love I love chocolate cake. All right, I don't want to get off on a tangent on cake, but I could, but I'm not. Yeah. All right. We here we, here we go. It's gonna get it. It gets deeper and deeper from here. Oh <clears> gosh. What is your most terrible memory? My most terrible memory. Ooh. I'm. I have this one. Okay. My most terrible memory is that my dad picked me up from school one day, and I had misbehaved in kindergarten. And when he picked me up, he dragged me in the school and was talking to my teacher out in the hallway and about like whatever I did wrong. And then he in front of her said, hold on a minute and brought me into the empty classroom and then beat me and then brought me back out like crying. And then I went home. So that's probably up there for one of my most terrible yeah i'm not gonna say anything to lighten the mood (laughs) yeah um it's not even i can't even pull up a specific memory 
um, because I think I was almost too young at the time to understand the significance of it, which is why I think it's even more terrible is that I didn't grasp it fully. Um, but my brother tried to uh, commit suicide r around the same time that we first met. Um, yeah, I'm, I was like 10 or something. Um, he, he didn't, he didn't succeed, which is, you know, why he's still around for me to have him as a dinner guest. But I think the reason it's so terrible is I really didn't understand the ramifications of, you know, what that could have been. Um, so next question. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that you asked that question, I'm like, but wait. And then I think of like Life seven sucks. terrible things. Life sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's just move on. Let's get deep, but hopefully uh, not in a way that makes me incredibly you can, sad. You can do your topic next time is just name all the worst things that happened to you. <laughs> then that'll be like a competition. You'll say like something really bad and be like, fuck, I got to think of something worse that happened. <laughs> um, if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are living now? Why? Certainly. I have yeah. tons of student loans and I just wouldn't pay them <laughs> like like what if i knew one year that's it what's even like what would be the point of that yeah if you knew it as an absolute certainty i would definitely be so much more reckless because i think a lot of what i'm doing right now is just sitting and wait because i know that i have a lot of life ahead of me and i don't want to rush into something um but this would be the worst time to find that out, like COVID time. <laughs> You're like, I have a year to live, but you can't do much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just horrible. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely, I think I would just be more reckless. And if I knew that I had to die in a year and like I wouldn't die before then, you would be like a soup. you would be a god. You could do anything because you know you won't die. <laughs> yeah, wow. Although, you know what it'd probably be? I would like jump off of the bridge being like, I can't die. I'd break all the bones in my body and I'd spend the rest of the year in the hospital before my heart finally came out. <laughs> so that's self-fulfilling prophecy. What does friendship mean to you? Friendship is about like love and loyalty and also patience. Friendship is about love because like you have to love the people that you're friends with. Otherwise, like they're just people that you know actions that you do towards your friends are actions like that are indicative that you care about someone like if you can know someone and smile at them and always be happy with them but never have that but like you know you have a friend when you love them patience is important because humans are like incredibly annoying and humans annoy other humans all the time a friend is someone that you can be patient with especially if like they're going through something hard or something like that. Like, like being able to show that you love someone in that way is important to me in a friendship. I think friendship for me is just someone who will be on your side, unless you're like wrong and you need a person who will tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> but like someone who's on your side when you need them to be on your side. And I guess who's not afraid to be on the other side when you need that. But like big, they're, they do that because they have the, your best interests at heart. That's Yeah, that's exactly it. 21. What roles do love and affection play in your life? For me, uh, being single, I still have love and affection. I think my friends, my family loves me, and, and um, I haven't been able to get a lot of hugs lately, just social distancing, but 
it's still I still reach out to people and I still let them know that I care about them and they let me know that I they care about me and I think that is uh what's important certainly yeah love and affection definitely influences my life every single day thinking about my family my dog my girlfriend and how important showing them love and affection is um you know I couldn't imagine like a life without love and affection so it's one of those things that to me is just integral to the human experience you know a lot of people that might have like a complete disdain for love and affection or like are not able to show it can really have a tough time and I think I would have a really tough time if I wasn't able to show love and affection to the people around me. 22. Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. Five. Nice. Positive characteristic. I think, hold on one second, that you have a rockin' bod, my friend. (laughs) I like your hair. Oh, thank you. I think that you're very enjoyable to be around. I reciprocate that feeling, but we'll give a separate one. You are really creative. You are so active i think you are a very supportive person i think that you're very diligent and a hard worker you have great teeth honestly god nah you do i can't i can't possibly go through five things without mentioning that i think you've got a zest for life like you just you're just zesty thank you i appreciate that and I think that you are, you're like a love giver. Like you, you want to give people love and for it to be reciprocated. And I think that you have a true happiness about you that like, even if you're not happy, you still like your mission is to spread happiness. Are we about to have sex right now? <laughs> <laughs> Was this an all, was this all an elaborate ruse? to seduce me is it working in the closet (laughs) (laughs) my answer depends on if it's working (laughs) i mean it's not not working (laughs) uh 23 how close and warm is your family do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's i think my family could be closer i don't think they could be warmer we we've got a sarcastic edge and you know, maybe we're not like the most warm because of that, like not afraid to make fun of each other. Um, there are things that I think we could be closer on. And I think part of that is just me and my ability to communicate with them. I think there's still sometimes a wall on cer- certain topics. But that being said, I do think that I had a happier childhood than other people. They, my parents were very, are very supportive and, and very loving and And just listening to other people's childhood, I think that I was incredibly fortunate. I'm close with my my mom, and I mean, I call my stepfather my father. Um, So that says a lot about how close we are. And I have a lot of siblings that I'm close with. Um, So I I try to keep a close connection to people because um, that's really what I tend to value in life. I mean, I'm very goal-oriented in terms of like the work world and getting out and stuff like that but nothing makes me happier than seeing the people that I care about happy so I I try to be communicative and 
um, be a part of everyone's life who's around me. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of just echoing the last thing. I, th- I think there are things that we could be closer on, but, um, you know, I love my mom and um, she's a she's a good person. And, you know, as I get older, I'm being less of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I mean, I'm not a teenager anymore, but there's still sometimes that teenage angst, especially I've uh, been living at home this past year. Sometimes it comes out where I'm like, oh, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm I'm pretty close with my mom in the sense that um, I feel comfortable communicating with her. My mom was a teacher. She's probably the person that's most responsible for the person that I am today, especially with um, my actual father um, not playing a huge role in my life or not a huge positive role in my life at that. Um, so, I mean, leaving leaving it that simple... I would say that um, she's raised me to be the person that I am today. I love her unconditionally. I don't think we're best friends or like as close as other people might be to their mothers, but I think that we are close and we love each other. And that just means that there's room for improvement. 25. Make three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling super hot. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Both in both ways. <laughs> well, you buttered me up with those compliments. Ah, that's what I do. Yeah, apparently. So, do you just like tell all your lovers that this is the first time you've recorded a podcast in a closet? I won't say. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm asking the hard hitting questions. I said I would answer honestly, so I won't <laughs> answer you. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, we. Are both having a good time. Yeah. Um, I only have one more. I'm just going to finish it. We are both excited to get out of this closet when this is all done, but I don't think we're dying to get out. We're still like enjoying it, but we both, I know we both just like want to go in the air conditioning and stretch a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're, we're both definitely disappointed with the ambient temperature. Um, I think that we're both like, super excited to be not just doing this podcast but doing this podcast together i i think it's meaningful for us um given our past history with creating content so then um the second thing we're both definitely a little bit anxious um because this is the first time that we're doing this i think that i honestly think that we're both hungry I have no inclination, like Max hasn't told me he's hungry, but I think we're both definitely hungry and interested in eating after this. I could eat. Yeah. It is, yeah, it is getting close on dinner time. Um, If it makes you feel less anxious, I don't know how to post a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 26. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. I wish I had someone with whom I could share um actual thoughts like we would be able to share what we're thinking without speaking out loud that's clearly not the spirit of the question (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) let me let me show you what it means i like your thinking it's fun it's fun (laughs) but for me i wish i had someone i could share like playing music with like i just i want someone i could play music with i was dating a girl who played drums and i got really excited because i was like we're gonna form a band we're gonna be like the white stripes it didn't work out. 
Should I re-answer based on that? No, it's fine. If okay. you want if it's fine. If if you just want like superpowers, sure. <laughs> hey, my answer's my answer, man. I can't change it now. I'm just I'm just jealous, I guess, that I didn't think I could get superpowers out of this question. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know. How I want to modify this is if you are going to become a regular listener to this podcast, what is something important that the listener should know? Expect the unexpected and expect this to be remarkably unremarkable and, and set the bar pretty well. Yeah, I would say like we know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not we're not out here thinking we're creating the greatest thing ever. We're out here just because. Everyone and their mother has a podcast now. So who cares? <laughs> exactly, yeah. But if you if you are enjoying it, awesome. I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with you. There's so many good podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the opportunity cost of like listening to another podcast is probably pretty tempting. <laughs> 28. Tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time, saying things that you might not say to someone you've just met. This is, again, supposed to be strangers. I probably should have thought and changed this question. Um, so I'm going to completely change this question. It's not going to be the same at all. What is your biggest fear? not being able to like make the world a better place or dying before I help the world in some sort of way. I think for me through a series of accidental or if I snap purposeful situations, um, I do something that everyone I know like completely disowns me, like completely just hates me. All of a sudden. <gasps> so like being an outcast of society. Yeah. Yeah. But not even, like, of society. Just, like, of the people I like. Yeah. You know, if I do something and, like, the public at large perceives it as, like, oh, this person's a bad person. But, like, the people who know me know, like, oh, there's more to the situation than that. Like, oh, he got accused of murder, but, like, he didn't do it. But everyone thinks he did. I think I could deal with that. But, like, to lose the people, like, my friends and family, I'm pretty scared of that. Definitely. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. Okay, so we went to a Bible camp together. Oh. Yeah, remember? Oh, we did. So this camp was like five five days, four nights or something? Yeah. We were all, it was like, I don't know, 15 people in a cabin or something like that. And the last night, um, <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, I guess I had too much to drink, but I pissed the bed. <laughs> and I woke up before anyone else did because I suddenly felt a wetness. <laughs> I went to the bathroom, got cleaned up, and then just like rolled up my stuff and packed it away. <laughs> and I was like, I can't wait for this to be over. I can't, I don't know if I can get away with this, but hopefully I can. Wow. Yeah, so... That happened, and I didn't tell you because that's it's a good one. so embarrassing. That's a good one. No, I, that, that's a great one. And this, okay, I wasn't like five. This was like middle school. Yeah. We I was were, a teenager we at this point. I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, we were probably like 13. It's almost more embarrassing that we went to a Bible camp, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I am a certified manufacturer 
of embarrassing moments for myself. I don't think the same way as anybody else. So I'll hear something and respond in a way that no one's expecting. And it just creates issues. Like, okay, I'll start with this one because this one's really embarrassing. In elementary school, we had a play about a kid who was afraid of the dark. So at the end of the play, everyone in the cast was supposed to say something that they were scared about or embarrassed about to show that like people shouldn't be bullied about their insecurities. I walked up on the middle of the stage, right into the microphone, was like, my name is Tyler Velez and chocolate makes me thirsty. <laughs> like, what? And like these kinds of moments like have followed me throughout my life. So like I just manufacture these types of things. So I can't pick one. So I'll just go with the one that I just said. Uh, another one was caused directly by you. We did track together. <laughs> I love this one. Do you, you know what I'm going to say? I think I know what you're going to say, but you have to uh, elaborate. Um, and, you know, it was middle school again. <laughs> um, and, you know, middle schoolers, they're the worst. So there was like a a systemic problem, let's say, of pantsing. <laughs> um, oh, you know, innocent fun. You're just pantsing someone... You know that you see their underwear. You just made sure you wore nice underwear that day. But but Tyler, I don't think he understood that when you pant someone, you gotta grab you know like around the knees. <laughs> this guy <laughs> grabs at like my waist, <laughs> pinches, <laughs> uh, pinches fabric on top and below, <laughs> and just yanks it all down. <laughs> And it was cold that day, all right? That made it even more embarrassing. <laughs> so so a little bit of context. We did track together and the He assaulted me. <laughs> the craziest thing Tyler, you molested me. <laughs> the craziest thing about this is that we were in the very back. We were in the absolute back and I was panting him just for fun because like that's what everybody was doing at a the time. A pandemic of pantsing. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Everybody was just like pantsing each other. So I I was going to pants him and basically just brought everything down. And we were in the back of the group. And miraculously, there were probably 50 people on our track team. And that situation went completely undetected by everyone. I'm still embarrassed. Like, that's it's still embarrassing but like it would have been mortifying yeah but like it it could have been so much worse like, i could have been a sex offender <laughs> <laughs> yeah we would have definitely gotten in a lot of trouble um if that like probably would have picked up some ladies though once they saw the goods yeah i mean you were in middle school so i mean like didn't have a great time in middle school <laughs> yeah I, I'm I'm pretty sure that nobody had a great time in middle school. When did you last cry in front of another person? Last person who broke up with me, I cried in front of her. I would say that the last person I cried in front of was probably my girlfriend. And I don't remember why. I was crying, but something... You just do it too much, you can't remember that. No, I, I, I actually rarely ever do it, but I have this problem where, like, 
I don't even remember why I did. Or are you too ashamed to admit it? No, I'll admit that I cried, and I cry like it's it's right to cry about stuff. When's, when's the last time you cried by yourself? Um, I'm just gonna say right here. I can't really give a specific example because I cry like every day. Um, because you'll show me just like a cute YouTube video and I'll start crying. <laughs> um, so I think the last time I cried, I've been rewatching Malcolm in the Middle. And I think there was just like a sweet moment, and I was like. <laughs> It's so touching. Yeah, I'm really in touch with my feelings. So I cried by myself pretty hysterically during the season finale of The Office when Pam said that normal is beautiful. When did you watch this? Uh, A couple months ago. Okay, I didn't know if it was like when it came out and you haven't cried by yourself in years. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. This was like... This was this was a fairly recent development. I had been a casual office watcher, and then I decided to just go all in. Question 32. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? For me, it's not a specific answer. I just, um, I don't think you could, I don't think you should punch down. I think you can joke about your own experiences, and you can joke about someone who is just, like, in a better position, either wealth-wise or privilege wise but when you're when you're punching down like if you're making fun of a disability that you don't have any experience with it's not really funny it's just kind of mean and the number one rule for me is if you're gonna make a joke it better be funny yeah i would say just don't put people down lift people up and i think you know just because humor is dark doesn't mean it's not valuable i think sometimes dark humor is incredibly valuable Definitely. It's just a risk if you're going to joke about something dark that might upset people. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? Not getting a chance to tell each of my family members how much I appreciate them. And what they meant for my life. Yeah, I think I want to echo that. I, you know, I try to convey that as best I can. Like on a Mother's Day or on a birthday, when I write a card, I try to um, basically just say thank you. But I don't think I've done it enough. And I think I could do it more. And it almost makes me want to just run down and be like, hey, thanks. I appreciate you. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's it's not necessarily something that I haven't said. I just don't think I've said it enough. Your house, containing everything you own, catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? Mine's super easy. I would save um, my computer um, strictly because it has... Uh, photos and and memories and a lot of my work and it's probably the most expensive thing I own (laughs) (laughs) Um, which would be tough to leave behind other things that I love like my guitar I have knickknacks in my room that aren't worth anything to anyone besides like myself and I would save those like there's a chain that my grandfather gave me there's an elephant 
carved out of volcanic rock that my sister gave me and like a picture of me and my mother. So I would like grab those knickknacks. You get to pick one. One? Knickknack? One thing. I didn't write the question. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my one thing I would grab would be a bag and then I would try to grab other things. No, you just get the bag. You just you just grab the bag, you idiot, you fool. And now the bag burned and my hand hurts. You're dead. <laughs> and I have complications from staying in the house of fire. Yeah, you died of smoke inhalation and you didn't tell your family how much you appreciated them. Wow. R.I.P. Um, Where do I respawn? When did you last save? Oh, I never save. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I hate saving. Uh, last two. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and why? Anyone in my immediate family. Pick one. Would be equally disturbing. Pick one. Um, My little sister, because she's 12. Yeah, I think mine's similar. Um, my sister's just a little bit older than me, but I think the reason I'd find that most disturbing is just like how close we are in age and it's like she's dead and I'm still here. I think there would be survivor's guilt and I don't I wouldn't even say I'm the closest with my sister of the people in my family, but it would definitely just be disturbing. Like I would not be prepared for that at all. Definitely. Last one. All right. Thirty six. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the, about the problem you have chosen. You want me to start? Sure. I have no idea what to do next. I'm sitting in this house. I'm applying for work for jobs that I'm not particularly interested in, but I just want to move. I want to not live with my parents. Um, but I can't see myself pursuing a career in the things that I've been applying for. And I'm not sure where to go. My answer to this for you would be to don't pick where you're going to go right now. And I know that that seems really counterintuitive to your problem, but I think a bigger problem would be that if you pick something and it was wrong or if you pick something and you put too much thought into the idea of picking it and then you went ahead and did it and didn't like it anyway i would say be open be patient and i think that destiny and you're the kind of person that will keep going until they're happy and I think that if you just keep going, you'll find that happiness. So my advice to you would be to keep going. Yeah, right now my strategy, I think, is just, I am I think I'm just trying to find a job, get some money, um, probably move back to Boston, be around friends, and hopefully something will come along. Or this podcast will get 3 million listens first week of releasing it, and we'll realize this is what our destiny is. <laughs> subscribe to our patreon <laughs> we don't have a patreon we don't deserve one yet or maybe at all so don't donate to our patreon yeah I don't donate know. donate to a charity your personal problem i would say that my personal problem right now is just 
trying to figure out what I want to do in terms of moving to the next phase of my life because like Corona has put everything on hold. Um, so I'm just working from home and living at my parents' family's house, um, which is fine. I, I'm very grateful that I have a job, but um, I'm sort of like, my biggest problem is like just figuring out, um, you know, what's going to be rewarding for me. Like I graduated college, like what's like that five-year goal? What's that 10-year goal? Like what's going to keep me going? Yeah, we're in a similar situation. And I think a lot of people our age are in the same situation it's um and i guess i'm just going to kind of echo the ba- echo the advice back to you you just got to ride the wave baby for now i think you just ride it out and um as things start to change things are opening back up now there might be a i just said wave but there might be a second wave and things might um go back to the way they were in april and may but um for now i think i think and i think you're doing a good job of just kind of writing it out uh so sorry my advice isn't amazing you you don't seem um uh, the second part of the question was how do you seem to be feeling about the problem you don't seem like super torn up about it you, it seems like it's something that's on your mind but isn't pressing thing like you seem confident i think yeah i would say that i, I would say that i'm optimistic about the future but the uncertainty is a problem for sure yeah um all right that wraps up the uh, main segment of the show for the first episode woo, woo. um yeah podcast so now the for the last part of the episode i'm sure you haven't thought about it at all we did a podcast um, yeah what we what we would like to do is we're each going to give each other a recommendation and then the next time if there's a next time who knows um we are going to talk about our recommendations at the start. So um, while you're thinking of what you want to recommend, because I can almost guarantee you don't know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to recommend, what do you think of when I say the words white, female, and rapper together? Okay. Um, But I want to recommend the artist Dessa. That's D-E-S-S-A. She is amazing uh i'm gonna pick a specific song just so it's easier i think you should listen to mind shaft um by dessa yeah yeah i'm right um i'm pretty sure that's the song i wanted to recommend (laughs) i should have double checked but mind shaft by dessa she has um one for one thing really good flow just like you would you would when you think white female rapper it's not really what you think um but she also is like a really good singer and she's able to kind of um, merge the rhythm, the rhythm of rap, and then just like so easily form it into a melodic sound, so that she's like kind of going back and forth between rapping and singing, and it all just flows really nicely. Um, she's one of my favorite artists, and doesn't get enough love, so I'm shouting her out here. Uh, so next time we're gonna talk about Mind Chef by Dessa. Nice, nice. My recommendation for you is pretty straightforward. There's a juice at 7-Eleven that is um, green. It's like an organic cold pressed juice. It's got like mint and like all these like different leaves in it and stuff. But it is delicious. Like it knocks like 
other juices out of the water and it's like so ridiculously organic and healthy that I can't even believe it's so much better than all the rest. And this is like, what's it called? Um, it's actually seven 11 brand. So it's literally just green and says cold pressed. And it's like, it's not even named because it's like a seven 11 generic, like you're going to make me go into seven 11, you monster. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, you can, you can actually put that on. Oh, you know what I'll do? I will actually, because um, it's that's part of my essentials kit. I think it's like also healthy drinking, so healthy lifestyle. I'll pick up an extra one for you Hell to yeah. try in the beginning of next podcast. That's perfect. I'll try to remind you. Um, anyway, that wraps up our first episode. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Maximilian Ives. Woo, podcast. Tyler is me who I am. Yeah, that really spiked the audio. <laughs> oh, sorry. I basically started <laughs> shouting. No, but man, if you made it this far, you're a damn trooper and I'm proud to have you. All right. You have a wonderful day and we hope to see you again soon. I The mic is just like positioned. And shaped like it feels like I'm like leaning in to give this mic head. Yeah, and, like that's I don't want to micro- think about that. That's what microphones are. <laughs> that's podcasting, baby. That's what podcasting is. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I need to figure out where I think.